Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Wearing a men's warehouse outfit makes you confident, like you could do anything. So you dance like no one is watching, even though everyone is watching. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you interview like the job is already yours because it is. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you golf as if the rules don't apply to you because you're too well-dressed for rules. Because of the men's warehouse outfit. At Men's Warehouse, get measured, get fitted, get hot, get confident in everything from tailored suits to underwear and all the stuff in between. Love the way you look at Men's Warehouse. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to The Rest is Football with me, Gary Lineker, uh, Micah Richards and Alan Shearer. And we're doing this right after the final whistle of um, Scotland versus England, where England, um, well, with a very impressive performance, beat Scotland by three goals to one. We watched it here in, in, in at my house, Micah. I was um, it was lovely to have you here, and um, Alan is is wherever Alan is. <laughs> Alan, you can start. It was it was a very impressive performance from England all round, really, wasn't it? Yeah, um, totally agree. As the saying goes, you can only beat what's in front of you, and England were very impressive albeit from what I thought was a very poor Scotland team. I know they've won five out of five and they're flying in their, in their group, even beat Spain. Did England make them look poor, though, by their yeah. excellence? There was a huge gulf in class. Um, mm. Scotland got a little bit excited second half when they got their own goal. I thought other than that, maybe a McGinn chance with a header. But other than that, I thought England dominated. And Bellingham, wow, what a talent, what a player. Not the first time we're seeing it, certainly won't be the last. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an impressive performance from England against it. Well, they made Scotland look very, very average. Yeah, Michael, we, we enjoyed it. We, we, it we get excited. There's some great football. Obviously, you know, the three of us are English, so um, slightly partisan. But we were a little bit nervous before the game because Scotland, were, they, were, they were quite confident going into it, weren't they? Before we start, can I just say what a wonderful host you are. Like, <laughs> oh, you come up with some shit, Michael. The food was immaculate. Uh, made a pasta, <laughs> slow-cooked ragu, and it went Ooh. down a treat. Yeah. But anyway, to the football. You can tell he's also had a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> <laughs> what can we talk, can we talk about? Yeah. Alan sort of give an overview of the game there. Can yeah. we talk about Kyle Walker? You want to start with Kyle Walker, can, absolutely. Can, can, can we talk about Kyle Walker yeah. first? We can do whatever we want on here. Well, because <laughs> Two brilliant games he's had. He scored in one. Mm. He had an assist in, in, this, in this tonight's game. But he's the most improved player I think I've ever seen. Oh, that's a statement. In terms of when he was at... Well, yeah. let's go yeah. right back. Chef United. Mm. I watched him in a game and he was electric, just pace. Yeah. Now he's not got any slower... But his final third, mm. in terms of his delivery, 
needed a lot of work. Mm. He was, I'm not saying always out of position, but he was using his pace to get out of position. Now he can go into a three at the back, but he can still play high and wide mm. as a fullback. And I just think he's a complete yeah. fullback. I think he's the greatest it, ever. I was going to English. ask you that. Is he right the, side. I right Ash, back. I think Ashley Best Cole. On the left. left. Yes, definitely. But I think he is now okay. surpassed. Micah Richards. Gary- <laughs> <laughs> I think he's now surpassed Gary Neville. He's yeah. won all the trophies. He's won the treble. Can I throw Viv Anderson in there as well? He was before I my know time. he was. That's I've why I'm- videos of him. And he was I mean, fantastic. we never saw him, but can I chuck George Cohen in there as well? World yeah, Cup absolutely. Right World Cup winner. Yep. Yeah. Um, I never really saw him play either, a little bit um, when I was about probably six or seven. But um, mm. yeah, I, I mean, I must say, I, in talking to Kyle Walker, I, I kind of upset him, I think, a little bit. When he left Spurs, and obviously I was a bit of a Spurs man, he left Spurs, and I, whatever his price was, was, can you remember what it was now? It's quite 50, 60 million, wasn't it? Well, 50 million it I was. I think it was 50 million. And I, and I tweeted, I, I occasionally I get myself in trouble with tweets. And I, I <laughs> tweeted something along the lines of, what a player, imagine how much they'd have had to have paid if if he could cross the ball. And I, you know, I, I shouldn't have done it really. And, um, and I, I think it upset me a little bit. And and he's come on so much since then. I actually saw him at, um, I hosted an event for Vincent Companies for his charity. And I, I went up to Kyle and I actually said, I, you know, I, I said this once and I, I hear that you were, and I, I just wanted to say two things. One year, a one hell of a player, and two, I shouldn't have said that. I was out of order. <laughs> and apology. I need, I mean, I been so you shit yourself? No, I just felt I was wrong. Okay. So uh, yeah, I, no, I wasn't, no, I wasn't scared. <laughs> He, he couldn't catch me anyway, could he? <laughs> in our business of being a pundit or a presenter for as long as you have or we yeah. have and you don't upset someone, then you're not doing your job properly. No, well, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, uh, would you yeah. say it's the best England right back that you've seen, Alan? No, it's difficult with people before our time. Well, but in, in my time, uh, Gary Neville, 80-odd caps, I think. Uh, Kyle Walker, if I'm wrong. 70-odd. I think um, Carl Walker's got a bit more to his game. And I don't, I mean, I've, I've got massive respect for Gary Neville as a, as, as a player and, and, and a person, but I think he's got a bit more. I mean, his pace alone. But, I mean, he's the one player in the world that could probably cope with killing Mbappe as he... And, know, he has. and he has. And, and Vinicius Jr. Yeah. The, the only thing I, I would say why I would pick Carl Walker is because I think Carl Walker could play in mm. any era. Yeah. I think Gary Neville would struggle to play in this mm. era right now. Back then, he was outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. You do I, know you've got to go and work with him probably in the yeah, next yeah. weekend or so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two great He's, he's two used great to making talking shit anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> as much as I would love to disagree with you, Micah, mm. um, I don't think I can on this occasion. No. Oh, wow, yeah, Alan. Yeah, that's something. Mm. Um, yeah. We can't not talk about Jude Bellingham. Oof. I mean, he has burst onto the scene like no one since, since <laughs> actually anyone I can remember. Uh, I mean, he's he's gone and he's gone to Real Madrid, one of the greatest clubs in the world, and he's become the boss immediately. You can see he's kind of running this England team, his determination, mm. his brilliance, his <laughs> flair. He's, he's, he's got everything, hasn't he? I mean, I don't, with all these things, you think, oh, let's not get carried away. But why shouldn't you sometimes when you see something that is so superlative? 
The only thing I, I would say is we all saw Steven Gerrard mm. at that age and he was marvellous. I, I think he's the best young midfielder I've ever seen, Steven Gerrard. Yeah. Bellingham is a little bit different, you know, playing the he number is. 10 well, role. With Dortmund, he played deeper, didn't he? He played, he played deeper. Like a six. But certainly with England now and Real Madrid, he's playing in that 10. And he's, he's, he's like scores goals. He, he does everything. He's got tricks. He's got skills. He's, but he's got, he's got a bit of everything. And he's, do you know what I like about him? He's got that, he's got that little bit of a side to him. Mm. Is it that determination to, the, the sort of player that you can see in a big moment, in a big game that will drag you through. So, so who would you pick, Gerard or Bellingham? Oh, at, at that age, at that age, start I'm, now. I'm not talking about where they finish. I'm talking about r right now. Bell I, I, Bellingham, both right at now. that same age. Be Bellingham, right now. Gerard's about forty something. <laughs> <laughs> Let me chuck Gaza in there at that age. Yeah, yeah, yep. no, Gaza was extraordinary, although very different. Very different. Very different. But you know, when, when you see Bellingham yeah. tonight, the way he caresses the ball, the way mm. he looks after it, the way his, his his balance, his ability to go past players, etc., then that's what I thought tonight. You know, when he was just gliding past those players and his little bits of skill and whatever he was doing on the ball, it did remind me of uh, of Gaza in his, uh, in his prime. Yeah, it's, there's a degree of that. The only thing is he will pass the ball at the right time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gaz would only give it to you if you had to give it him straight <laughs> give it him straight back. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great pass for Harry's goal as well, oh, wasn't it? Yeah, Harry, wasn't it just? Harry finished it off super, yeah, superbly yeah. well. As, oh as, my as Harry God, does. what a talent. I mean, we've said it on here before, haven't we, that we did think it was a bit of an overreaction when they retired his shirt at, uh, at yeah. Bowman, <laughs> but I think we're probably now beginning to realise why. Um, yeah, it just so mature. I mean, what is he? He's 29. Now, isn't he? he only turned 22 or three months ago but and it's just incredible talent can we give a special mention to lewis dunk absolutely yeah. we should I, I we've thought got plenty he of time. was outstanding tonight mm. and there's been a lot of question marks whether he could live up to the expectation at this level but the way he's on the ball sucks people in sort of draws them to it and then plays the pass yeah. made some real key headers, defensive headers for the team. I just thought it was a, a confident performance. But if I mention Dunk, we've got to mention Maguire. Oh, poor Harry. We, I, we, we, for, I, I mean, I, I just feel sorry for him at yeah. this point. I mean, it, it was one of those things. It can happen to any player, obviously, that kind of own goal at, at, at that point. Thankfully, they didn't, for him and, and obviously for any English fan, that um, it ultimately didn't prove to be that important. I think, Apparently his last two goals have been for Scotland and Sevilla. That's the thing doing the rounds <laughs> at the moment. But um, yeah, I've, I, you, you have to feel for Harry. But I want to talk about a little bit about Gareth Southgate because, you know, we and most people were fairly critical um, of some of the changes, as we always are, because you know, if you're the England manager, everyone's got an idea of what the team should be. But at the beginning of tonight's game, we, we were on the group chat and we're thinking, well, I mean, Phillips is playing and he, he's, he's, what's he played? One game in 16 months or something. Um, but he, he ended up playing the whole game and he was he, he was solid. Um, the changes that he made, I know it wasn't a qualifier tonight. I know it was a friendly, if there is such a thing against Scotland, but you know, it's got the good result, got a good performance. It was a dynamic performance, which is what we've been asking for, isn't it? That it was a, it was an attacking, impressive display. My only thing would be is is that if you you you're putting Harry Maguire into the team, I know he started him at the weekend. He's putting him on again tonight. The two guys on the bench, Tabori and mm. Colwell, what what are they sat there thinking? Mm -hmm. 
And we've 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 said it before about I know that how Harry's done well for Gareth in the past, etc. And he's a great professional. And but then Gareth chucks him on tonight, and yeah, mm. you have to feel for him because clearly he's not match fit because he hasn't played yeah. matches. It's a good point. Doesn't sort his feet out. But so then the other two lads are thinking, hang on, what the. F- what what have we got to do here to get a chance? It's a friendly game against Scotland. You've started him in the qualifying game. Why don't you put one of us on at half-time instead of him? That's what I'd be thinking. You're 2-0 up as well. What have we got to do to get a game here? Mm. I mean, get, Am I right or am I wrong, Micah? Well, I don't, I don't think there is a right or is there a wrong, is there? But I mean, ultimately, that time will tell. Um, but it, it was a strange one at half-time, wasn't it, really? I, I presume Gay was injured. I'd I, I don't know, but you're absolutely right, really. You would think this is an ideal opportunity to give players a little bit of experience when it's when it's not crucial, just to see what they're made of. We, we just but. don't know what the criteria is anymore, you know? The point when we made um, about Southgate last time we did a podcast, it wasn't to say he's not good enough or it was just about... To be an England player, normally it, it means something. So you have to be playing at the top of your game. So I agree exactly what Alan's saying. What do these players have to do to get a chance, even in a friendly? We've said we've enjoyed exactly what Gareth has done. He's been a brilliant manager, mm. but we need to see other players to freshen it up. So when we come to tournament football, we can trust a lot more players than just the ones he seems to have faith in. Mm. Perhaps um, the result at the weekend um, made him be a little bit more cautious about this result. Imagine if he'd have played a couple of the young ones and it hadn't... I'm playing devil's advocate here. If he'd played a couple of the young ones and it hadn't worked out and we'd lost the game, then all of a sudden confidence is through the floor. And you you know what it's like in this country. The expectancy is always fairly ludicrously over the top. You, you, You said it earlier, it's a friendly... Hmm. We're tuning it up. I know it's, we're it's Scotland. Scotland, though, Al. I know, but I know that I know Scotland. <laughs> I don't want to upset our Scottish listeners. No, but I know they're on a five-game unbeaten run and they're flying and they're beating Spain. But come on, if you're an England player and you're sat in that squad and thinking, if he doesn't put his trust in me tonight, hmm. of all nights, then. What can I do? I was pleased that Phil Forden got in there tonight and yeah. just well as well. He, he did really well and took his goal yeah, well. Took his goal shop. really well. So yeah, and and we all agree that he should have been at the weekend. It's it, it, it's it's hard to please everyone though. If you look at just then those front positions alone, you've got the the possibility of. Who played tonight? Rashford, Foden, Kane. Then you've got, you had Saka on the bench. You've got someone yeah. like Grealish. You've got Madison. I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing, though, to be sport for choice. I go back to my previous point in, in, a, in another podcast, maybe one of, the one or two before we did here, that I genuinely think England have got a best front six mm. in world football. Yeah, I think our Achilles heel is maybe defensively, um, centre-offs, maybe left-back. Maybe goalkeeping position, but when you look around, no team is perfect. No, but absolutely. front six, six going forward, I think were the best in world football. Yes, I. I say France. I just, I just, I just think we're talking about players. I think who, front six. I think we'd edged. I, yeah, I, I, I mean I, they've I got obviously we, Mbappe, who's a superstar. But aside from that, I mean Giroud's not. What is he? He must be. He must be fifty nine by now, isn't he? <laughs> he's he's 37 a team is not just full of superstars isn't it it's about 
how mm. you fit the team mm. or the players into a into a system. Work, they all work. What's best nuts for the off, team? They? they all work yeah. really no, hard. No, but I, it was a good point. And I just, I just believe when Kane comes so deep, it's good to play Rashford because he can make them runs in behind. Yeah. In the game before, it was all playing on the left. Mm. Bellingham was on the left and Madison was going on the left and it all come a little bit congested. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I, and it's, it's, it's great to have so many um, options and, and, and choices. Let's take uh, a little break. Uh, it's um, our turn to um, have half time and um, we'll bring <laughs> Maguire on for Micah. <laughs> <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to The Rest is Football with me, Gary Lineker, Micah Richards and uh, Alan Shearer and uh, my dog too. Philbert's um, coming to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we were talking about England and Scotland. Um, I actually, you know, despite what, you know, all the arguments, who should play, who shouldn't play, et cetera, et cetera. It was a good watch. It was, you know, it was the kind of game that we crave in international football. It, there's a, you know, you could tell that just meant a little bit more, didn't it? When it's that all British kind of thing. There was a bit of needle, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. Like we, we talked, we touched on it just before, but Bellingham, he was up for it, wasn't he? Robertson was up for it. Teeny was up for it. And you just, you just want to win. I've never played in one of these fixtures. Mm. Alan talked about the fixture yeah. on the last pod, but this is one game I would have loved to play in because I said before, international football, it's, it's boring, it's lethargic, but tonight was absolutely entertaining. Yeah, but it's not, it's not once you get to the tournament. Oh so, yes, yeah. until the tournament, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. The atmosphere tonight, oh. wasn't it? Hamden was like, yeah. I mean, it was bouncing, wasn't it? I mean, when they, the Nash, both the national anthems were, were playing, I mean, it was for a, for a player, you stood there, you think, give me a part of this. It was like amazing, wasn't it? It, it is amazing. I, I told you the day I made my um, England debut in that game and... Um, I remember being on the side of the pitch thinking, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm gonna, and then he's, he said, you know, Bobby Robson said, right, going on. And to try and describe the amount of pride when you, no, when you represent your country, you've, you've both mm. experienced it as well. That first time, isn't it? Because also your name changes at that point. Because you, you know, it's yeah. like Alan Shearer of Southampton and England, Micah Richards yeah, of right. Manchester City 
and England. And, yeah. and it, it's forever there. It's got a ring to it, hasn't it? Yeah, it, it really has. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. It's hard to describe. I don't think, you know, fans sometimes go, you know, when England don't do very well and stuff and they all go, ah, oh, they don't care. They don't. I'm not having any of that. That You might play uselessly at times and things don't happen. You might lose confidence, but you always, always passionately care, don't you? No, absolutely, yeah. I, I think, um, I don't know if I've told this story before, but we, now we're talking about your first appearance. I remember my first training session and um, I'm so excited and you're in your room just before you're about to go down to training. So training might have been 11 o'clock. Mm. It gets to quarter to 11. Who's the manager? The manager at the time was uh, McLaren. Yes. And you know when he... I don't know it in your days. I don't know if they took the boots for you or whatnot, but I always took my own boots. Mm. And I got the the my boots off the kit man at Man City at the time, which was Les Chapman. So I've got two pairs. I always had a mold and yeah. a studs. Yep. I go to look in my bag, clean them all up and everything. As I'm going down, I realize it's four left feet. <laughs> Is that your excuse for the way you perform? <laughs> That's why then, you pour all those fucking balls in the stand. <laughs> he kept sticking them in row Z. What? So then, really? I go in the in the in the oh. corridor. So as you go in out your room, and I see Stephen Gerrard, <laughs> and it's the first time I've met him properly because yeah. you're all in the squad. First training session, you've got you don't really know anyone. Four left feet. I said, Stevie. <laughs> You can't borrow us a pair of boots, can you? <laughs> Luckily, it was similar size. No way. He gives me his boots. We go train. It was the best training session I've ever had. Do you think it was actually Stephen Gerrard's boots that were doing <laughs> it? Rather it than <laughs> so I say to Stephen Gerrard afterwards, yeah. can I have the boots? He said, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> That, that is, that is, uh, and that's a true story. That's, true story. That's, that's fantastic. That's amazing. Oh God, no wonder you didn't get that many England caps. <laughs> uh, uh, brilliant. Um, brilliant. Scotland. Um, uh, for them, obviously, that's um, it's 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 a demoralising defeat because it's against the old enemy, uh, and, yep. and they would hate that, particularly being at home and at Hamden. Um, but I think it's important for them to to recognise the fact that they, they've made serious progress and the fact that they're very likely to qualify. And they're in a group with yeah. Spain where they, yeah. who they've already beaten 2-0. Yeah, I think it was um, I think it was probably a bit of a um, rude awakening for them because not only have they improved massively, but also England have. Um, yeah, they've done really well. Five out of five, beaten Spain, very likely to qualify, going to qualify. Um, but when 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 you look at the bare facts of it and and the ability of both teams, then it was it was a bit of a mismatch, wasn't it? It was on this occasion a couple of years yeah. ago in the Euros. It was obviously a bit a, a bit different. But um, I, I want to move on um, tonight to um, a story that's obviously broke yesterday um, when. Paul Pogba was provisionally suspended after um, reportedly failing a a drugs test. Um, 
which, you know, it's probably the first high profile one in football for some quite considerable time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a, something that concerns me. I, I look at football now, I see, I see players playing way longer than, than they used to in, in our day. Now, obviously there have been advancements in, in certain things, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I've, I've always been slightly concerned. It happens in so many other sports that you think, well, why wouldn't it happen in a sport that is so wealthy where if you could lengthen a player's career um, by four or five years, the amount of money that that would bring in and, and, and possibly success and stuff like yeah. that. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a worrying one for, for, for the game, isn't it? Yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that. I think it's, I'm surprised it's taken so long for a big name, high profile player to be, to be found out. Yeah, I probably am. Yeah, because of what you just said in terms of other sports um, have been found out or other professionals at other sports have been found out at different times. But I mean, for, for him, for Paul Pogba, I mean, it's just been in one yeah. disaster after another over a period yeah. of time now, hasn't it? How do the, the drug tests normally work? Well, you're, well, you're more recent to the well, game yeah, than we are. Gonna ask, yeah, I mean, so. in my day, I, the only time you ever got drugs tested was um, probably at a World Cup, to be honest, um, or, or a European Championship. I remember it, I, there was one game that I, I was drug tested in. I, I think it might have been um, England-Poland. Um, but I, I, I can't remember exactly. But, you know, and you, and you go into a room and you wait at the end of a game. Um but in in the modern days, in other sports, they can do it at any time. They can go there. Is that is that the case in football? And I think it, yeah. it was for a certain time. But they can knock on your door. Yeah, they yeah. can knock on your door twenty four seven whenever. Mm. Knock on. Did that ever, ever happen to you? you a, did you, ever anyone? No, did, no one ever knocked on my door. Well, I no. got I got I got uh, I got randomly tested after so many games, whether that was mm. uh, at league level or mm. international level. Um, what happens is is that your name is allegedly picked out and then you're randomly picked and then you have to go into a room with the two or three other guys who are then stood with you until you actually can pee into a bottle, basically. They're stood over yep. you, they're watching yep. you, you can't go anywhere. And But after after a game, I mean, I've, I've, I, when I got tested, I was in a, in a room for three hours once. I just couldn't pee. I was that dehydrated. Yeah. I've got two random blokes standing over me. I mean, it's hard enough to go for a pee when there's someone standing next to you anyway. Yeah. But then, when you're dehydrated... <laughs> Wait till you get to my age, all you can do is pee. I mean, <laughs> it's just a gentle drizzle. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's every, about ten times. <laughs> uh, we, I, mean, I mean, we shouldn't. Um, this is obviously a, a, a very that. serious uh, uh, subject. Yeah. But, did you ever see anything in the game that made you think? I mean, I it, it certainly wasn't around that much. Certainly in my day, I don't. I never. I never even heard anything. I mean, I quite naively said a few years ago, and I got picked up, and quite rightly so as well. Um, I I said, well, it, it doesn't really. There's no point of doing that in football because it's a game of skill and, and technique. And I was wrong, obviously, because you can run more, your career can go a lot longer, you can recover from injury so much faster and I was you know I, I spoke naively and I, I I would say I was absolutely categorically wrong now and I would be shocked if if there wasn't it, many cases in in football because it's the money to be won and stuff as well as other things 
is is obvious. Yeah, but we're naive to it, aren't we? Because if we have a club doctor and they say to to you, take this for whatever you need. Does that happen to you? You or? don't go to the to the doctor or what is this? And no. you don't go on Google and check out. You just trust what your doc doctor is so you, giving so, you. So you think that, that, that some clubs might have doctors that just but go well, like, Bosh, have I, I, that. I'm not accusing anyone of that, but you, you don't research it, do you? Because we're not mm. doctors. So how, yeah. how would we know? Mm. So uh, do I believe Pogba's gone out there and taken something? No. But do I believe he was suffering something and somewhere down the line, someone, I'm not saying just a doctor, someone within his circle has said, this would, would help you. Mm. And there was a, there was a case with um, Colo Torre at Man City where he was taking something to make him lose weight. Yeah. And he actually got banned, but it wasn't performance hansing, no. it was to make him lose weight. So if you trust who you're getting it from, then we're not doctors, so we, we, we don't know. Maybe we should always get a second but you, opinion but, now. The, but that's not really much of a defence. No, no, it's, it's- I mean, it really isn't. But you, tr you trust your doctor though. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you're, a, you're making the assumption here that it, it's come from the club doctor. It could, it not, might, it, it could, be, know, it could be anyone within their circle. <laughs> we can't say the club yeah. doctor, but someone within them as, as given some that might make you yeah. feel better, yeah. you know. I must admit, in, in my uh, in my in my time, I mean, I made my debut in '88 until 2006. I can categorically say I have never come across anyone that knowingly that I thought was on drugs or taken drugs or performance enhancing drugs, whatever, however you want to want to call it. Um, I've never seen it in, in football at I'm all. I'm the same. I've never seen it at all, but we, we've been finished in the game for quite some yeah. considerable time, Alan. And, and, I, yeah. and, and I do look at it now and see players <laughs> play, playing into yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, late yeah. 30s and even the 40s. And I, you know, I, I've, I've kind of, I've been a little bit cynical in, in, in that area, but um, more on that story, I suppose, as it, as it plays out. Um, I, I want to finish the last few minutes on um, a, a story about Everton. Um, there's a, a, a talk of a takeover. Um, the, what is it? I don't know whether you say 777 partners or 777 partners. Um, um, they've already invested in, I think, Vasco da Gama, Standard Liège, um, certainly Sevilla and Hertha Berlin as well, I think. Um, it's, it's, I think it's probably needed at Everton, isn't it? But it's, it, it's possibly a little bit too late for, to help too much this season, do you think? Well, it's something desperate needs to happen for, I mean, if you're an Everton fan, um, then they, they must be looking at and thinking, help, we, need, we desperately need help. Because at the minute, there's only, there's only so long that, that you can keep on surviving, like, which is what Everton have been doing for a while now. And the ridiculous amounts of money that mm. has been spent uh, over the years on bang average players, which then you have to think there's some huge money gone missing in terms of agents, fees, transfers, etc. Um, but, I mean, for so long now, Everton have had no identity, no structure, no plan, um, and they've just been surviving. So, for for, for the Everton fans, it, 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 a takeover of some sort can't come quick enough. 
You must be happy as a Evertonian. I, 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 I mean, obviously, I had a wonderful year at the club. You always have an affinity towards your former clubs, and I, I do with Everton, and I, I, it's just a great year there, and the fans and everything, and they, they, they mean so much to them their football club, and obviously they've got this incredible looking new stadium. That's, uh, but, but I just fingers crossed that it's the right takeover. Uh, for mm. the club um, the, at the right time. And it, it just propels them back to being what Everton should be. And that's a team challenging, you know, for European football, not for trying to stay uh, in the Premier League. Yeah. But it can't be any worse, can it? Well, they could have been relegated last season. I mean, they, they were one goal off it when they, Decore's effort kept Any investment kept now they will take yeah. Yeah. To, to move them forward. And that's uh, what I mean about survival mode. They've just been in survival mode for... Yeah for far too long now that inevitable the inevitability will happen if it if it continues they'll they'll get relegated and then you you just don't know what's going to happen to the football club so that's what i said it can't come quick enough it's funny with football clubs now isn't it for for fans of football clubs everyone <laughs> most fans are hoping to get an owner with loads of you know the billionaire owners that that, that will <laughs> look after their club and and, and do yeah. it the right way you never know what you're going to get though do you really until it happens well, exactly right. That's yeah. Um, that's what we all want for our football club. Look at club, him glowing. Look at his face. But then, but that's then what it, we all want. Well, then, then when it happens, then you have to answer so many questions about who and what they are. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're just a fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can you can talk by the by the way, Micah. Yeah, you too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we fall out, I think we should perhaps draw this. <laughs> all this to a close so um can i just uh, point out by the way that if you're uh, interested in the business and financial side of this um, everton takeover story do uh, listen to our sister podcast the rest is money which is hosted by robert peston and steph mcgovern because uh, they're looking at the story uh, from a money perspective in their latest episode so um listen out for that one uh, thank you again uh, for listening thank you so much um, for all your kind comments um quite overwhelming actually and uh, and we love the fact that you you seem to be enjoying this podcast and um long may that continue so goodbye from me goodbye from me goodbye from me cheers I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? <laughs> well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. 
He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts. 